Welcome to track number six of God's Banquet. Who else does God call? Thirsty people. Wow. Now, the next group that God calls is people, all who labor and are heavy laden. Amen. All right? All who labor and are heavy laden. This is the next group of people that God calls to the great banquet. Amen. Is it fantastic? How many are excited that God calls people to this wonderful banquet? Call of God and serve the Lord. 
Can you sing it? Specialist to just take us through a couple of points for a couple of moments. Amen. Wow. So we want to um, look at the the people God in, invites. Who is who is invited to the banquet? Amen. I believe that this camp is all a banquet. But beyond this, God has great plans for all of us as believers. Amen. And beyond even the church, God has a plan for those who haven't come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And the first group 
God has invited to the banquet is all. Amen. And all means all. All means the Nigerian, the Ghanaian, everybody. And I believe that this, this is a very important point because sometimes we in our minds try to exclude people from the salvation that Christ gives us. We size some people up and we feel that this guy is too sinful, too bad to be saved. But I believe that that, that scripture in Romans 3, 23, amen, that all, everybody, amen, everybody deserves to experience that glory of God, amen. And, and, and that opens the door for everyone to come. And I feel that we must also allow the grace of God to be at work, even in people who are not Christians, Muslims, Buddhists. I mean, nobody is too hardened in the area he or she is in not to be a Christian. History is full of examples of people who were in other faiths, who met that grace of God. Amen. Apostle Paul was a very hardened outsider. But the power of God met him. And I believe that that power of God can meet anyone that God's grace can find. And we must not have that, that inhibition. As we go out to souls, as we meet people on the plane, um, in town, and so on, we must not use our own preconceived minds to exclude people from a banquet that God himself has called everybody to come in. If God says that everybody can come, who are you to determine that someone is fit to be there or someone is not fit to be there? So, so I believe that we in our minds as a church, as shepherds, as pastors, must swing the gates of the door very open and allow everyone and give everyone at least the opportunity. If that person uh, um, um, throws that opportunity back at you, that is a different thing, but in our minds, every attempt must be made to give everybody that privilege to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the invitation is for all who labor and are heavy laden. Amen. And I think that everybody has one form of load or the other. There are people who on the outside don't appear to have any problems. Amen. But they are the people with issues. Sometimes you see the person, the way he or she has dressed. The lady has is coming with everything intact. But it may look intact on the outside. But inside, a lot of things may be amiss. Amen. And Jesus says that everybody who has a heavy load can come to him. Amen. And so we, we, we need to... And sometimes we as Christians also think some people are too loaded with problems to be useful to the Lord. Sometimes even our outreaches are, are directed towards people we feel are okay to come into the church. And this person works or this person has a little money. But when you meet somebody who is so poor that every Sunday you will have to uh, foot the person's transportation bill. You cross the person's name. You are not... We want, uh, you are too much of a financial burden to the system. When you meet someone, even the clothes that he or she will wear must come from you. 
that person is too poor to be useful to the, to the Lord. But I believe that that is the very reason why God has called us. And He has given us everything it takes to be able to bind the wounds of those who are wounded and to bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The third is all flesh. Amen. All flesh. Say all flesh. All flesh. And every type of flesh has a place in the kingdom of God. Amen. And as we, as we, as we live our lives, we encounter different types of flesh. The black flesh. The white flesh. The Indian flesh. What, what other type of flesh? Chinese flesh. Every type of flesh. But you, once again, we cannot, as a church, and many, many years ago, Bishop took us above, or lifted the church above that Ghanaian mentality. That the Lighthouse of International is not a Ghanaian church. Lighthouse Kenya is not a Kenyan church. Lighthouse South Africa is not a South African church. It happens to be in Nairobi. It just happens to be in Mombasa. But it is a church which belongs to everybody. Amen. It belongs to everybody. And so, so we must posture ourselves to receive every type of person. So we have to ask ourselves as pastors that is a Chinese welcome to our church in, in Nairobi? I mean, the way we have, we have done our church, will an Indian feel very happy to be in the church? And, 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 and if we cannot answer that question well, there's a problem with the sector because the, the church is for all flesh. So we cannot on our own create a church for only Kenyans or only Ghanaians. Amen. And, and, and that takes us into um, the, the, the kind of language we must speak and all those things. But another type of flesh is the sinful flesh. Amen. They are there are different types. You know, there are some people whose flesh is tingling with passion. <laughs> the flesh, you know, even here, as we are all here, not, not, not everybody is here because he loves God or she loves God. Not every guy is here because he's a shepherd. There are some guys who are here because they saw some nice lady and they are tracking. Just as we want to track some elephants, some people are tracking some human beings here. But I want you to understand that no matter who you are, no matter your intention, you also have a place in this kingdom. And the grace of God will find you and you will find yourself seated at the banquet. Amen. All drunkards are welcome. Drunkards are welcome to be pastors. <laughs> and, and there are powerful examples of such people. Amen. And, and, and we need to open the door for every type of person. Sometimes we, we feel that, oh, this person maybe is a Rastafarian. He's come to the church with, with dreadlocks. He may have dreadlocks on the outside, but you, your heart has wild up dreadlocks inside. <laughs> Let's put our hands together and receive the presiding bishop to bless us. <laughs> it's a birthday message.
Now, who are the people that God is inviting to his banquet? Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Thirsty people. Number six. All who labor and are heavy laden. In other words, people with burdens. People with burdens. Problems. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, and learn of me, for I am weak and, and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and and my burden is light. Glory to God. Now, there are different kinds of burdens. We have financial burdens, burdens of sickness, academic burdens, family burdens. Physical burdens. Now, when the Lord said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, He did not mean those of you who are carrying large suitcases. Do you understand what I'm saying? He did not mean those of you who have large suitcases or big bags, heavy bags. We have a bag called Ghana Must Go. There's a bag called Ghana Must Go. It's a bag. That bag was the bag that Ghanaians used when they were expelled from Nigeria by the Nigerian government in 19 something something, 70 something. There were a lot of Ghanaians who lived in Nigeria at the time. And one day the government said, too many Ghanaians, too many Ghanaians, Ghana must go. So the Ghanaians bought these bags, reddish bags, big, light made out of um, a sack material. And the Ghanaians carried these bags. The Ghanaians were put into tipper trucks, articulators. Four sixteen wheeler trucks and brought back home to Ghana. Because of that, those bags came to have a name. Ghana must go. <laughs> must go. Ghana must go out of Nigeria. And so many of the people were sent back to Ghana with Ghana must go back. Now Jesus, in his time, there was nothing like Ghana must go bags. But when he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Jesus is not speaking about a large suitcase. One day I saw a certain suitcase that was being advertised on television. It was called Samsonite. And they got an elephant. They were trying to show how strong it is. So they put the suitcase down and they got an elephant to stand on the suitcase. 
to show how strong it is. Yes. So the elephant stood with the four legs and stood on the Samsonite suitcase and came up. And when they opened, you saw that the suitcase was normal. Wow! We are children, isn't it? That is why they showed it to us. The suitcase is strong, Samson. Hey! Now Jesus, when he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and a heavy lady, was not thinking that people have Samsonite suitcase full of things. Elephants, friends. Another thing which is very heavy is water. Water tanks. Full of water. Pray that water doesn't fall on you. It's very, very heavy to have water up there. One day, a certain man, he had a lot of money. And he didn't know where to keep the money. So he had an idea. <laughs> Let me fill, <laughs> fill the water tank with money. <laughs> so he filled the round poly tank, the black one, full up of dollars. So some people were carrying it. And they said, this is lighter than water. <laughs> it's not as heavy as it should be. So when they open it, they say, hey! Dollars from bottom to top four. Hey! And you see the water tank is outside. Full of dollars. People thought it was money. <laughs> it was not water. Yeah. So when Jesus when Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, he was not thinking people were carrying polytanks full of water. Samsonite suitcases, all Ghana must go bags. He was talking of another kind of burden, a spiritual burden, the burden of our sins. Sins create a terrible burden for people. One day, a certain man went to his farm. Whilst he was farming, another man came and attacked him. And when this man attacked him, he took a cutlass and attacked the man back. And the man died. And the man's blood spilled all over him and all over his shirt. So, he ran away and came home. When he got home, he looked at his shirt. And he realized that there was blood on his shirt. So, he decided to wash his shirt so that the evidence would go away. When he washed the shirt, he hung it outside. It got dry. His wife came home. Everybody came home. Family came home. Everything seemed to be normal. He slept in the night. Everything seemed to be normal. The next day, everything seemed to be normal. The days passed. The weeks passed. The months passed. Everything seemed to be normal. Everybody say, normal. normal. One, day, One day, he was asleep. When suddenly he woke up 
But he was still asleep. And started walking in the house. Hey! And he started doing karate. His wife was looking at him and said, Hey, what is my husband doing? And he was asleep. He was cutting the man. The, the man that he killed, the man was still following him. Yeah. Hey! And then he began to speak in the sleep about what happened. And after some karate move, then he'll come and lie down and sleep. The wife was looking at that and said, ah, What's the husband saying in his sleep? You know, sometimes you speak in your sleep. Sometimes you have to listen and say, What, what are they saying? <laughs> Is it a confession? Mercy. So he kept on getting up every night, and then the wife got to know that there is something wrong with this man. Something has happened. And you realize that even though it seems that he has not been caught, and nothing has happened, there was a great burden on this man. The burden of the sins that he has committed of murder was upon him. And so when Jesus came, he came and said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, are laden heavily with sins, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you. My, my, my yoke is light, it is easy. If you turn with me to Psalm 38, now let me, let me say to you, your sins, why are your sins a burden? Why do sins become bigger burden than Ghana must go back? Number one, because your sins are attracting God's anger toward you. And that can cause sickness and disease in your life. Psalm 38 verse 3. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities are gone over my head. As an heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. Amen. So you can see that sins, when you commit sin, it becomes a burden to you. Amen. So sin is a burden. Everybody says sin is a burden. And so God's invitation to the banquet is to the whole world full of burdened sinners. Murderers, liars, thieves, fornicators, rasta men, ordinary hair men, all kinds of people are invited to God's banquet. Amen. Psalm 38 verse 3 says, There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head, and as a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink, and they are corrupt because of my foolishness. 
And that is why when you look at somebody, somebody like you, somebody like me, when we are full of sin and we are deep into sin, you can see the effect of the burden on the person's life. You can see the effect of the burden on... When somebody even around you, you can see sin in the eyes. If, if, if somebody is into certain things, if you are experienced with your eyes, you can see the sin. You can see the problem in the person. Just look at the person and say, there's something wrong with you. Many years ago, I had a worship leader called Frankie. And one day, Bishop Duncan Williams spoke to him, saw him and said, Frankie, your eyes are twinkling. <laughs> hey! He said, I see that girl in your eyes. He could see the girl in her eyes. And it was true. There was a girl in his eyes. He said, your eyes are twinkling. Check your neighbor and see if your eye, the neighbor's eyes are twinkling. Mercy. Number two, your sins are a burden because the anger of God is coming to you. Hey, when you sense that somebody has had something bad about you and somebody like you is going to be punished, huh? what do you do? You get scared. Daniel chapter 9. When you, when you hear a tornado is headed in your direction, if we suddenly get uh, some news that a tornado is coming to this park in Kenya, and that all animals from one side have run this way, and all lions are entering this way, even those of you who cannot run, you will see that you are runners. The greatest miracle service will take place. Hey! Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to explain to you that when you say that something is coming, God's anger is coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's, it's a problem. One day we had some missionaries in uh, Jamaica and some other places, and they sent us a message that they said, there is a, uh, what do you call that, a hurricane is coming. And when the hurricane came, it took off the roof of their house. So when you hear those kind of things, you get scared. Because people have died. This has happened. This has happened. You know that it's coming. And God's anger is like a tornado. Daniel chapter 9, verse 16. It says, O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers. Jerusalem and thy people have become a reproach to all that are round about us. He says, I beseech thee, let your anger and fury be turned away 
from the city Jerusalem. Let your anger and your city be what? Redirected. So you can sense that this anger is headed your way. Wow. wow. And that is a very worrying thing. Amen. Number three, your sins are a burden because they are filling your life with grief. Grief. Psalm 31, verse 10. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of my iniquity and my bones are consumed. That is why sin is a burden. Because your life is spent with grief, your years sighing, and your strength fails you because of your iniquity. Your bones are consumed. Sin has a certain effect on you. So sometimes you do something and you feel Nobody sees it. Nobody knows about it. Nobody can tell. But there's a certain grief and sighing. Sometimes you hear someone say, Hmm. And you say, What is it? Oh, nothing. Everybody say, Hmm. Next one say, What is it? The next one say, Oh, nothing. Ready, go. Hmm. What is it? 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 Oh, nothing. Hey! How many have experienced something like that before in your life? Yeah. Ready, go. Hmm. What is it? Oh, nothing. Hey! My life is filled with sighing. That's a sigh. My strength faileth. You don't. You lack strength. The strength with which you preach about certain things is gone. Wow. You know, sometimes when you have to preach about that, because you are involved in certain sins, when it comes to that, you realize that you are always is going a certain way. You're always preaching. Don't judge one another. Don't judge me. Don't judge them. Hey. All I've said, all I've said. Stop judging one another. Oh, it's true. Stop judging one another. Mercy. Strength is gone. Strength is taken away. One day I was counseling a brother who was going to marry. And I said, look, Try to marry without sleeping with your spouse before. Try a little kindness. Try. You can, you can, you can try. Because, because, when you become a pastor and you are counseling people, you, will, you may not have strength to talk about something like this and say that because you didn't do it. You can say, do it less often. <laughs> the power to say don't do it is what? Gone. 
Don't let it be what? A habit. Hey. Remember to pray about it. God will help you. God helps sinners. But if you have the strength, you say, stop it. Stop that robber. So, my strength faileth because of mine iniquity. Sin is a very terrible thing. When Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor. He was not talking about any of these three things. Number one is what? Ghana must go back. Number two, Samsonite suitcase. And number three, polytank full of water. Yeah. These are heavy burdens. I can give you examples of. But he was talking about the burden of your sins. Wow. Number three. Four. You did not, sins are a burden because when you have sin, you do not have any rest and you do not have peace. Oh. Isaiah of Psalm 30. Did I give you the verse? Yeah, Psalm 31. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 57. Verse number 20. Wow. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. No peace. No peace. No peace. Hey. The daughter of Stalin, the founder of Russia, a man who murdered many, many millions of people. She said as this man had a stroke and as he lay there dying, she looked at his eyes, coming out of his eyeballs was hatred. Hatred and wickedness. Yeah, his own daughter. He said to have murdered his own wife. When his mother died, he didn't even go. I tell you, he's supposed to have killed 20 million people personally, apart from uh, the way Hitler was about 10, and his was 20. Yes, he, Hitler was a junior brother compared to Stalin. He was junior brother, he, Stalin's junior brother. We are talking of wicked people. When he gives a speech and you clap, you cannot stop clapping. If you stop clapping first, they'll pick. He used to have lists. He'd go through everybody's name. Eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. Kill, kill, kill. Occasionally, he'll take one name out. He showed us papers of all the lists. Personally signed. I tell you. Very, very wicked. But ladies and gentlemen, there is no peace, saith God to the wicked. That is why they have to keep killing people. Because you better kill everybody. Because everybody wouldn't understand. You kill this one, you got to kill this one, you got to kill this one. You keep looking. He killed all the generals in the army. Stalin, he killed all the generals. So when they had to fight with Hitler, they didn't have generals. He eliminated everybody. One after the other. Killing squads. And the entire top brass of the army. And they suffered for it during that war. 
So they eventually were able to overcome. So you've got to keep killing because that you've killed this, this one may be doing. This one. Saddam Hussein was also like that. Kill this, kill this, kill this. Everybody, they're all dead. Wow. But the Bible said there is no peace. Say of God to the wicked. And these people with glazed, wicked eyes never repent. That's why sin is a burden. Number six. Your sins are a burden because, or number five. Five, your sins are a burden because your sins make your life like a troubled sea. I gave you that already. Isaiah 57. Romans chapter 2. Your sins give you tribulation and anguish. Tribulation and anguish. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. When you do evil, there's, you can only expect tribulation and anguish. You get scared. You have what we call the fear of the unknown. Somebody goes, ah! uh, Oh, so I thought there was somebody there. One day, I've had two people say that. Somebody who had had a lot of problems came to visit Bishop Saki. When the man entered his office, Bishop Saki was sitting behind the table and this man sat behind his table like that. When you go to Bishop Saki's office, he's facing this way and this is the door. The door is here. The door is here. So the man entered the room, came and sat in front of Bishop Saki. When he sat down, immediately he said, please, can I move my chair? I said, what? He said, no, I'm not comfortable Without seeing the door that is behind me. Hey! Yeah. This is a man of God. He said, I'm not comfortable. I was speaking to another man of God who had been involved in various sins. He said, I am not comfortable with anybody standing behind me. I am not comfortable with anybody standing behind me. Don't stand behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Because tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew. That's why Jesus, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come, come to me, come to me with your. Are you, are you a bedroom? Are you a sinner? Are you a liar? Have you spoiled people's lives? Have you killed people? Come, come to me. Come to me. I say, come to me. I know the effect of these sins on your life. Sometimes you see somebody who has been in sin and evil and how the Lord is using the person. It is so wonderful. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. 
He throws away your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. Number six, seven. Your sins are a burden because you know that one day you will reap what you have sown. Be not deceived, Galatians chapter 6. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians chapter 6, number 7. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? I cannot hear you. I cannot hear you. Are they listening at the back? Can you hear me at the back? Glory to God. How many are afraid to reap what you've sown? How many would like to reap what you've sown? Would you like to reap? Some of us want to have good marriages. Good marriage. But some of you have broken young girls' hearts to the point that they, can, they are not normal anymore since you left them. You may never know limited. You gave the girl... Every, give me some violin, please. Give me some violin. Give me some violin. Give me some violin. You see, every woman is different. Give me some violin. Every woman is different. Some ladies are so tender. When you say, I love you. I mean, they take it differently from how you are thinking. They're taking it differently. What's that? Okay. When you say, I love you. Wow. You're thinking, man, he loves me. He wants to be with me. He will leave everything for me. He, he thinks about nobody else. I love you. I love you. And then you find out that he doesn't love only you. He loves another one, and another one, and another one. And, and you are completely santribled. Do you know what is santribled? It means a shattered heart. Broken hearts. Broken, shattered dreams. Is there a song like that? Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Hey! So, you've got to be careful with ladies' hearts. Those of you brothers, some of you, you want to live happily ever after with your beautiful girl. You want to live forever in peace. But you've given somebody a heart, heart broken heart. You destroyed somebody's life and you want to have a whole life. You want to have a good life. And you want to have a sweet life. And you want to have a lovely lady full of love. Sweet, sweet love. But you've made somebody go to the mental hospital. You've changed somebody's life. You've spot somebody. You said, I love you. When you said, I love you, she felt, ladies, what do you feel? Is it you feel it here? Where do you feel it? Where do you feel it when they say, I love you? Is it in the chest? Or in the stomach area. Tell us so that we can understand. We need to know. Which, where do you feel it? Tell me. On the left hand or the right hand? All over. Is it a sensation? Is it a sensation that comes? Where does it start from? Where does it start from? Inside where? The chest? On the left side? It's a kind of electric shock. And which way does it go downwards? It just moves around this area. How many feel when they say, I love you, then you sort of feel 
Sauti ur. Brr. Shabaya bombo. Hey! And you've given people electric shocks. Hey! She gave you her heart. She gave you her love. She gave you her body. Wow! You ate her food. You ate her ice cream. You visited her. Wow! You watch her television. You change the channels in her house. You brought her roses. You put your legs on the table. You were relaxed with her. You said, I love you. You said, I love you. You said, I will always love you. Now, when you went away, her heart was totally shattered. And since then, she's never been the same again. Everything about it. From that time, she developed pimples. A beautiful girl whose face was like a lion became like a leopard. From a lion face, she became a leopard, a resident leopard, with spots all over. Hey! Because of shattered dreams that you gave this lady. And now you want to live happily ever after. You found. So one day there was a certain brother. He was called, he had a nickname, the cock that goes from hand to hand. That was his name. The cock that goes from hand to hand. Hey! And, uh, are you listening to me? Yeah. Have you been forgotten the story? <laughs> Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Nothing I planned turned out right. Shattered dreams. without Christ. Now you want to reap a good life and a sweet life. So I tell you if, you, if you know what is sowing and reaping, you will be afraid of the seeds you sown. You will pray that, Lord, may this thing never bear fruit. Yeah. May this thing never grow. Hey! Some of you have stolen money. That's how come you are where you are today. By stealing. And the Bible says that the curse of the Lord shall enter the house of the thief and shall consume the wood, the timber, and the stones in the house. Yeah. Mm. 
Meanwhile, everything you have is from stealing. Or your father was a thief. And you are enjoying the stolen money. It's true. So, this is one of the reasons why sin is a burden. Because you see that, look, this thing, if I rip it there. Hello, baby. Could you give me some sound, please? Hi, baby. Are you feeling something when I say hi, baby? Wow. You've you got to be careful. with Some, some ladies, you, you go to the mental hospital, you see them sitting there saying, Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Throughout, they are on admission. Only Johnny. 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 To the end. It's true. It's, if you go to Panther Hospital in Ghana, mental hospital, they are there. It's, every woman is different. Some, that I love you, I love you, it's not to them very easy to take it and just leave it like that. Oh yeah, some never recover. And then unfortunately, huh? You saw in the hospital? Which hospital? Accra, Accra Mental Hospital. I was a senior clerk doing psychiatry. And there was this woman who had um, a mental disease. And I was asking her, what's wrong with you? I mean, as, as a form of uh, examination. And she didn't say anything. I said, ah, I'm talking to you. She didn't mind me. She just looked into her bag and took out a passport-sized picture of a, of a man smiling. Just so, as, as I was talking to her, she was looking at the picture. Went, her name, I've forgotten the name. Let's say Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hmm. It's somewhere. That's all. She didn't, she didn't mind me. The whole session was nothing. Just a picture. Hey, Ben. Hmm. Then she would weep a little. And just sit down. No, she, she didn't mind me at all. Then she would put the picture back into the back. Now. And take it out sometimes. Ben may now give his life to Christ and join the charismatic church. Now he will marry somebody. Now before you realize, you see that Ben will be coming for marriage counseling. And you realize that he's having certain problems. Those problems, you may think as a pastor, you can cast it away. Not knowing that it's a harvest that has been given to the wife is the harvest that he is yeah, secured. As the harvest. <laughs> the harvest of his sins is the wife he has got. It's true. That's why sometimes pastors will be, will be counseling, 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 counseling. It's not changing. You may never know, limited, why this person is experiencing this. Amen. Hey. <laughs> Pastor Obi is praying for forgiveness. 
But you, you may take it like a joke, but they don't, some of them don't take it that way. Some just recover and they move on. They, come, they become serial, whatever, after you. But some don't take it lightly. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful. So brothers, loving brothers, you have stopped. <laughs> but you have already sown the seeds. I'll stop suing, but it's been soon. And finally, your sins are a burden because you know that the day of judgment is coming. The day of reckoning and accountability will soon be upon all of us. Romans chapter 2, number 5. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. God. God who will render to every man according to his deeds. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, who does God invite? Number one, all. Who else does He invite? All flesh. Who else does He invite? Pardon? Multitudes. Who else does He invite? Great, great multitudes. Amen. Who else does He invite? I cannot hear you. Thirsty people. Amen. Who else does he invite? All who labor and are heavy laden. How many understand what it means to be heavy laden? What does it mean to be heavy laden? Number one. What does it mean to be burdened and heavy laden? What does it mean? It means to be burdened with your sins. Isn't it? And what does it mean when your sins are burdened? Why are sins a burden? Pardon? It can attract God's anger. Number two. The anger of God is coming like a hurricane. Mercy. How many are going to pray every day for forgiveness? For mercy. You need it too. You need it. Because sometimes you do not know the sins you have committed. Apart from the ones you are conscious of. How many are conscious of some bad things in your life? Raise up your hand. How many realize that there are some things you become conscious of later on? You realize that this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong. Uh-huh. So you always need to be confessing sins, the known, the unknown. Amen. Amen. Number three. Why are sins a burden? Number three. I cannot hear you. It fills your life with grief and sighing, isn't it? Is that the one that has sighing? What are are the three goals? Ready, go. Hmm. What is it? Oh, nothing. Ready, go. Hmm. What is it? Oh, nothing. Hey! For the last time. Hmm. What is it? Oh, nothing. Hey! How many realize that our sins are making us sigh? Hey! Zimbo. 
Zimbabwe. Zoom lion. Okay, next one. Why are sins a burden? Because you will not have rest or peace. The next one. Because your sins make your life like a troubled sea. That is number what? Number five. Number six. Because your sins give you tribulation and anguish. Wow. Do you know that certain sicknesses that we experience are caused by our sins? Did you know that? Do you know that certain sins, certain sicknesses are attracted to our lives? We actually suffer sicknesses because of certain things we have done? Do you have angel police in Kenya? Do you have angel police in Kenya? I cannot see the policemen of the church. I'm appointing you as one. You need a weapon. Have you got your red, red card and yellow card? Okay, take your bottle of water. There is somebody who is sitting almost directly behind you. But brother, policeman come. Because he's the first offender. You got a red card, yellow card. And your water to pour on the person. Uh, if it is a problem for you, find your way to the house or get an umbrella. Eh? You can get an umbrella and put it in on. Have you got to give it, give the water? If you know that you are sleeping in the church, we pour water and if you don't like it, go to another camp. There's a camp here with some antelopes. You can go for a camp with antelopes. Hey! Hmm. You see, some of you who are sleeping, if a lion comes here, you will see something. From here to here. From here to here, you see this. There's nothing like sleep again. Hey! And when the word of God is coming, you are not... But a lion, you will see that. There's nothing like sleep here. Okay, I will be spotting them. There is a sister behind you, not directly behind you, but just in the row, the row just behind you, the row just behind you. But I, I won't tell you which one, that there's a sister there. There's a sister there. She has a lot of hair. She has a lot of hair. But I will not tell you which one it is. No, the only clue I'm giving you is that she has a lot of hair. But I don't want to say which one. So, just take it. I don't know whether it's natural or unnatural. You can check. You can check. You may never know limited. <laughs> the, next, the next thing, why is sin a burden? Because you know that one day... You will reap what you have sown. The next one. Because you know that the day of judgment is coming. Is that the last one? 